It's mostly cloudy and 17 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. One person is in the hospital after a stabbing in the Beltline. Calgary police were called out to the intersection of 11th Avenue and 2nd Street Southwest just before 1 o'clock this morning. When they arrived, they found a man who had been stabbed and he was rushed to hospital in life-threatening condition. Streets in the area were closed off for a number of hours as officers investigated, but those have since reopened. No word on any suspects so far. The heated stampede has led to problems, and people at the festivities have ideas to stay cool. But first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm flying over in the southwest looking at SARC Trail at Richmond Road where we are supposed to have a single westbound right lane closed. I'm not seeing that right now, but I am seeing a lot of pylons on SARC approaching Glenmore off in your right lane. Other than that, it is going to be a smooth drive this morning. Hey, Savers at Save on Foods, they've got low prices every day in every aisle. This week, fresh lean ground beef, three pound tube, only $2.99 per pound. Save on Foods. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. Crowds at the Calgary Stampede are doing what it takes to stay cool during this heat wave. Everything from bringing in their own spritzing bottles to umbrellas for shade. Chris and Anderson with Stampede says they're also doing what they can to help people stay cool. We're lucky at Stampede Park. We have uh, some amazing old trees that you can uh, get, sh- get shaded under. But we also have many water bottle filling stations too on park. Stampede officials also say it's been very busy for vendors serving cool treats like lemonades or even the new mac and cheese soft serve. Some new developments in a crash in a parking lot yesterday morning that sent three people to the hospital. Police say around 1.15 a.m., a car seen trying to exit the parking lot of ranchmen's on McLeod Trail struck several people. Three men in their 20s, 30s, and 50s were taken to the Foothills Hospital with minor injuries. Global News has confirmed that one of the men injured is truck wagon driver Cody Risdale. Calgary Stampede officials wouldn't comment on the incident, but did confirm that Risdale had been replaced in the chuck wagon races on Saturday night. Risdale had to euthanize one of his horses on Thursday due to a race-related injury. Police are also saying several bystanders apprehended the driver at the scene and kept him there until officers arrived. A suspect was taken into custody, charged with impaired driving, and more serious charges may be pending. New security measures have been put in place ahead of the Pope's visit to Edmonton. Fences and cameras are among the many features added to the Catholic Archdiocese of Edmonton before the papal visit from July 24th to 27th. Risk Control President Anthony Kimakowicz says the operation could likely see upwards of 100 security professionals, as well as assistance from the RCMP and Edmonton Police Service. The Pope will visit Edmonton as a Catholic church aims to continue reconciliation efforts with indigenous, group, with indigenous groups. Statistics Canada is expected to release inflation data for June on Wednesday, Inflation hit a nearly 40-year high of 7.7% in May. Scotiabank senior economist Derek Holt expects inflation to have climbed higher in June, in part due to a reopening effect. Restrictions coming off the pandemic fell even further into June, uh, and that unleashed a whole wave of activity, more people dining, more people flying, more people um, getting out and about, and and re-engaging in a lot of these activities, seeing movies and everything. And so I'm expecting another hot reading for uh, that kind of reopening effect or, or re-engagement effect on, on prices. In its latest rate decision, the Bank of Canada raised its key interest rate by a full percentage point, moving faster to rain in high inflation. And researchers at the University of Washington say the risks of drinking alcohol could be worse for young people than older adults. A systematic analysis on the effects of alcohol consumption around the world looked at what amount of alcohol a person would have to drink to pose a risk to their health. Researchers found that drinking any amount of alcohol increased disease burden for people aged between 15 and 39 
and that younger people are more likely to consume harmful amounts of alcohol. In 2020, roughly 60% of people who engaged in high-risk drinking were under 40, and three-quarters of them were men. Taking a look at sports, the Toronto Blue Jays are playing their final game before the All-Star break today. They take on the Kansas City Royals in the final game of their four-game series. The Jays lead the homestead two games to one. Jose Barrios will draw the start for Toronto against Chris Bubich for the Royals. Global News Sky Tracker weather, 30% chance of showers this afternoon, high of 24. More showers tonight and down to 14. And periods of rain with a risk of a thunderstorm tomorrow and a high of 17. It's 17 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Last day of Stampede and uh, it's been a good one. We've had perfect weather. We had a little bit of rain that first Thursday. And other than that, it's been spectacular. Maybe a little bit hot, but that's, uh, we all got through it. So going to bring Jen up on the line here really quickly. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning, Merle. Happy National Ice Cream Day. Yes, happy National <laughs> Ice Cream Day to you as well. So you've how many have you had already today? <laughs> Licorice ice cream for breakfast or what? That is a new favorite, but now strawberry will be next. Um, but no, no, nothing yet today. I gotta leave it locked because otherwise, yeah. It's you gotta safer. get your fruit. You gotta get your fruit in, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> gotta keep a, an eye on it. I know. I'm I'm kind of excited about national ice cream. But like after you work hard in the garden, like there is nothing better than just having an ice cream oh. sitting outside. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. I um, but now, like I said, when when we did have some ice cream as a as a crew, um, when watching Terry eat the strawberry ice cream, and then you, now I feel like I need a turn. Yeah, I know. I, I when I came by the other night when we we're just closing up, and I'm like. I think everybody could use an ice cream, so we all, we all had a, we all dove we into the we yeah. broke into the scoop it up and we, we yeah we helped ourselves to a little fun. ice cream cone, so that was yeah. good. It was fun. Um, yeah, so now we have even more. Yes, but today's uh, National Ice Cream Day, and mm-hmm. not that it has a lot to do with gardening, but it does because it's a it's a good reward for working hard in the garden. And we went and got a few more flavors, so I think we're up to like. I think we have like ten flavors now. So I think so too. I was I was uh, I didn't get a chance to memorize all the flavors, but I need to get through. Um, yeah, it's super cool how many we have in there now. Yeah, we got root beer. We went. We tried to get some summer colors or summer flavors. Ooh, the orange uh, creamsicle one. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's called. But, yeah, the orange uh, float. Wow. Wolf. I got a little. And we got root did, beer float. Yeah, that's tasty stuff. I did get a sample of that. Cookie Beast. Not this morning. <laughs> no. What if, Cookie what about, Beast. Yeah, and the, there's a Canadian moose something. Yeah. Yep. Canadian moose. And we also have the, when you're at the saddle room watching our flames, you get the cinnamon swirl. We have That's that cool. same flavor down at Spruce It Up, so you can That's get. cool. Yeah, and then we had a request for this one. This is one from hmm. the east um, called Moon Mist. Moon um, I guess that's a favorite flavor from down east. And, really? Uh, yep, Foothills Creamery had that uh, for Moon us, so we got that in. <laughs> it looks very, very colorful. It looks good. Okay. Not sure what color. And then we have Haskup Berry, so we do sell the Haskups, nice. and so we got the Haskup cool. Prairie Berry Ice Cream and Groovy cool. Ube. Yeah. Old-fashioned chocolate. Hey, you can't go wrong with that. No. So... 
Yeah. One of and, each. And please. of course, black licorice. We got that. That's and, yummy. Uh, it is good. It yeah, is that good. is good. Well, but now you, I want ice cream. But now. you're guilty. <laughs> if anybody sees you, though, after, they know you've oh. had ice cream, though, or black licorice, because your teeth. <laughs> Like remember when you're a kid, they yeah, when you're when you when you went to the the dentist would come into the class and they'd give you that red stuff yes, to put in your I teeth. I do remember. Yep. They don't. I don't know if they do that anymore. But anyway, so that was that, nutty. Yeah. So now uh, now you just you're you're guilty by if you if you have the licorice ice cream, you'll have it all of your your of your teeth. So, it takes a little bit, a couple of rinses of to get rid of that the evidence. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. But anyways, back to yeah. gardening. We still have a good selection of annuals and still we lots of people do. buying annuals. So, And they are up to 50% off when you're buying five or more, So, um, which is great. So a lot but, of people yeah, still buying them. The, so The baskets and the planters and um, all of that stuff, right? It's not just the, the one gallon or four inch. It's, it's all the annuals. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're still getting, we got a fresh shipment of uh, some trees and shrubs and perennials as well so this awesome. week. And, yeah. yeah. And we, we we still keep stock and we still get fresh stuff in typically weekly. Um, we're not getting the full trucks like we were, but we definitely top up everything yeah. for the most part and uh, try and make sure we have a good selection for everybody. And, and- uh and things yeah. are blooming too in the perennial house. It looks so pretty. So it's really nice to see what those flowers look like, you know, during your summer. It's so nice right now. Like it's mm-hmm. when you're out and about, you just start seeing everything that's blooming. Like uh, even my quick fire hydrangeas just about to start to bloom. Oh, I have really? Some bobos. Yeah. Um, the limelight always takes longer. I got them on my north side of my house, but they're they're a little bit slow. Like they always they bloom in sort of August. So. That's but, so funny, uh, Merle. I always thought hydrangea were just spring only. Yeah, no, they'll bloom most of the summer. Like those quick fires, once they get going, they're awesome. So hmm. okay, and and your Annabelles will bloom all summer for you. Just deadhead as you go, right? Just like some of the other stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's still lots of time to garden. But right now, again, is a good time to get out, look in your garden, look at those empty spots, or or if you're missing some color, or if you're missing something. It's a good time to to add in those uh, little missing patches, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. And even um, I know with veggies too, tomatoes specifically, and peppers, we still have them, but people have been experimenting or they lost one or whatever. But for the annuals, and just because I'm going to keep talking about annuals, <laughs> you can come in and do that too. But um, I was going to say something that's come in handy in the perennial house is what, and I know we've talked about this, but what the team built. Um, so that you can see sort of what a shade display would look like. And uh, that's come in really handy. I've been showing a lot of people that as we go through there. So, Yeah, yeah. it is. Because then you kind of get a little feel, okay, okay, these are all good in the shade. So the team out there has put together a little assortment of, uh, of different shade perennials and some sun ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, I love going in there right now. The team in there has just done such a good job. I always end up spending more time in there than I than I plan. I usually just do a little walkthrough, sort of looking around for yeah. dry plants or whatever. But I end up stopping and looking, and because it's it, it gets yeah. your interest going. So it's very pretty, and and I have to uh, shout out to the team as well and Terry. Um, you know, they do take care of the plants, really good care, and I know they were fertilizing the other day too. So. You know, when you do get them home, you know that they've been well cared for while they were here. So, 
I and that's that. the difference when you're shopping at a independent garden center. Mm-hmm. We look after the plants. We can help you. We can give you advice, and not to slag, but some of the other box stores. I went by one the other day, and I had to go pick up some plumbing stuff. And all the they had some nice plants at one time, but they were all just dead. Like they're just no one watered right. them, and this and that. And it's just I don't know. I just think they should stick to plumbing, but that would be better for them. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, anyways, we, we, yeah. so we have a good summer day plan today. We got, like I said, and actually the ice cream's on sale, not to get back it to is. ice cream, but we're yeah. doing a, what are we doing? Buy one, get one 50 off or something? Exactly that. Yeah. So, so I, I, <laughs> I think two, two hands on, you know, a cone for each Yes. Yeah, so when you, person. when you buy one, I'll get mine for 50 off. How's oh, is that? that it? I see. Okay. Then we'll go for round two, though. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. um, what else do we – right now, fertilize your plants. Um, if you have all your annuals, like in gen section, um, right now you want to make sure you keep feeding your, your annuals sort of weekly at least, mm-hmm. um, either 20, 20, 20, 15, 30, 15, or if you're on the Rage Plus, um, you can give them a shot of that. Because right now they're getting root-bound. They're using up all that energy, and you want to keep them blooming for the summer. Just uh, ensure that because we're watering more too, so that also washes a lot of the nutrients out of the soil. So you want to ensure that you that you uh, keep fertilizing. And on that note, really quick, Merle, I know we had a customer coming in for the iron chelate, um, and we have the the booster instead yeah. right now. So can you? Is there a big difference between the two products? No, it's it's really the same. It's just more of an organic one. So it, the number's a little bit different. Actually, I got a text here. I gave my um, gave iron to my Swedish aspen in the spring. I still see the problem. Should I keep applying regularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those you need to apply because some of the aspens, they become really chlorotic. So it, it takes a bit to get that um, deficiency built back up. So okay. I would give it like three or four applications and then you should start seeing something. It should start building in for sure. Okay. And same same with the liquid one. Depends on how chlorotic they are too, right? Like, yeah. I just I don't know why aspens do it. Like all of a sudden you'll see a row of them, and all of a sudden one will just come out real yellow. Like it's just totally uh, chlorotic. Like yeah. it just. So, anyways, I'm not 100 percent sure why that does that. Um, also good time to do your summer application for your greened up lawn fertilizer. Uh, I know I'm due for mine right now, so that's going to be on my weekly chart list. Okay. Um, and just ensure that you, like we said, when you're watering your plants, like really hard to overwater in the heat that we've had. So give them that little extra and just that slow, deep watering for your trees, get the water down nice and deep. It makes all the difference. Like your, your trees will really have a great problem. So yeah, it's a good idea without, I didn't without the good water. So without the good water, a little ice cream yeah. on there too. <laughs> All right, Jen. Well, I'll, I know where to find you. You'll be over at the, <laughs> at the scoop it up bistro when I get in. So I'll be there. I'll, I'll just meet you there, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, sounds good. Anyways. So thanks for calling in and thanks, uh, yeah, go visit Jen and the team down at Spruce up this morning. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thanks. Take Bye. Care. Bye. All right. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. Um, phone lines are wide open. And I will take one quick call before I 
take a break. We'll go to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Oh, hi, Merle. I'm. Uh, we live in uh, Trosu, Alberta, and oh, we nice. have a weeping birch. Yep. And the leaves have turned brown. Ninety percent of the tree. Yeah, uh, yeah. Birch leaves minor. I wouldn't say ninety percent. About I would say about uh, 30, 30 or forty percent. But Merle, yeah, I you sent, get. I sent did you send the picture? Okay. And today, I'm the arborist, and I haven't got any reply, so I've I've sent pictures in. I've added, Into the show uh, here? You sent them to me today? I sent them to your arborist last okay. week. Okay. Okay. I'll ask Mark. What it, what it is, it's uh, it's birch leaf minor. So I can't it's find a little. Any bugs, though. Yeah, they're in the leaf. So if you pull off one of the leaves, you'll see that they've gone into the leaf. They eat the leaf from. They actually crawl inside the leaf and they eat this, the whole center out. But Merle, when I looked yep. at one, when I looked at one this morning, it yep. was green on the tip, and there yep. was no holes. There's not any hole in the leaf. Yeah, no, they don't. They get inside and they just they eat it from the inside out. It's almost like they hollow it out. It's almost like there's a like a bottom layer and a, and a top layer, and they okay. eat the inside. So if you pull one of those off, if you pull the leaf apart, you'll probably find a little maggot-looking thing, a little tiny, tiny worm. Like and those are the birch leaf miner. They get in there and they just they devastate our birches. So one thing I'd say is get some Rage Plus and water that really well. Like get a soaker hose, put it underneath the drip line of your tree, and okay. give it a really good watering and Rage Plus. Um, and unfortunately, um, they've taken off the products that you used to be able to buy, like Saigon and late and and to treat the birch leaf miner. So now you need to get um, either an arborist or somebody to do an injection in it. Unless you have, are you guys in an acreage or are you in, are you in the town? In town. Okay. I was going to say, if you if you have UFA, they might still have some of that stuff. But um, What's it called? If you, Saigon. Saigon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, or if you get arborist, what we do is a, an injection into the tree. And it's a systemic. But the best way to defend them off right now is just get the tree nice and healthy. Birch okay. love water, and they love the Rage Plus. Like, right. it, it really, really helps. So We put in some miracle Growth steaks this week. Yeah, I, that doesn't do nothing. Okay. Rage nothing. Plus. Yeah, and can lots of water. Most, like, we're out in the country here. Can you get yeah, it Yeah, I'm not sure. In red, like, you guys are a little closer to Red Deer, right? Yeah. Yeah, go to the try the the one there, either the parkland or the bluegrass at the one in Red Deer there. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they have Rage Plus there. Thank you, Merle. All right, take care. Bye bye. Bye. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. If you want to join me after the break, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to the Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Coverage Year-Round Full Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I just want to touch, um, we had a, a caller in last week asking about the fern leaf peony. 
Um, we did get them in stock. I ordered some in. Um, I think I got seven of them in, and I still think we have three or four left. So we did get some of those fern leaf peony um, in stock. So if you are looking for one, we still have a couple left. And and then I got one quick text that I'm going to touch on. <coughs> we have lots of bees-loving um, flowers planted. I had a flea beetle infestation, infestation, so I sprayed insecticidal soap. Now we don't seem to have as many bees landing. Is it the soap? Um, when you use insecticidal soap, you have to rinse it off in the summer. That's why I prefer the pure spray green. You got to be careful with uh, with insecticidal soap, especially in the summer when it's hot like this. You can suffocate your plants too. So when you when you spray it on, make sure that you um water the, wash it off usually two or three hours after and uh and that will make all the difference so i would get out give those things a rinse off and uh and go from there we're gonna go to the phone line we're gonna go to uh, dale good morning dale um hello thank you i enjoy your program thanks you haven't called for a while dale I haven't <clears> heard from you um i have listened but i haven't had a question all right, here we go. I got one this morning. I heard somebody use these in the same breath. Is, okay. is a snake plant and a wandering Jew the same plant? No. Um, the snake plant is a sensevaria. I'm not um, even. I'm not even sure what the proper name is. Um, well, sensevaria for for the snake plant. It also has a nickname, the mother-in-law's tongue. Because it's sharp. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so, anyway, so that's uh, no, and then the the wandering Jew is just it's a more of a vine, um, trailing hanging basket type hanging plant. You so, could put them so, just on a balcony. Yeah, we we plant them in in our in in our annual planters as well, and they're both house plants as well throughout the winter. So, oh, did you say the snake plant was evasive or something? Nope. No, it's called the can... Sensevaria. That's just the, the the Latin name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only question. All right. Well, there Thanks. we go. That was easy, easy one for me, Dale. Thanks. It sure looked difficult to me. All right. We Thank got you, you very much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, let's go to Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Hi, Merle. <laughs> I found Hi, a couple years ago. I found you a couple of years ago at the start of COVID, and uh, I finally have a question for you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, uh, my daughter's getting married next July, and um, I wanted to provide her um, baby's breath, you know, from the garden. So uh, just a theory of baby's breath. And I bought nine plants, and I've never planted it before. I don't know how to uh, look after it, whether how to where, where did it. you Where did you get it? I'm in Ontario. Oh, okay, yeah, because we're not allowed to sell it here. It's oh, um, oh. it because it's uh, in an invasive plant. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah. So actually, we actually even get the plant inspectors come through our place once in a while and and tell oh. us that we have, we yeah, we're not allowed to sell that as it's uh it's invasive. So oh, I'll have to keep an eye on it then. And uh, yeah, so so fairly either. easy to grow. Um, good sunny location. But just watch that you get it contained because it can okay. take off on you and you mm -hmm. could end up with gypsophilia all over your yard. So. Not bad, huh? 
how does it overwinter? Do I, I cut it back? Yeah, um, uh, well, here, uh, uh, you can either cut it back in Ontario, um, cut it back a third or something. Then they die back to the ground every year, and then they come mm -hmm. up from the bottom. So. Okay. And do I, I did have it as usual, as, as, as you normally yep. would have a plant? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And then and, as you uh, use it, too, if you want to use it, like, for your arrangements and stuff like that. Okay. And um, fertilizing it, just the normal fertilizer for flowers? Yes, like uh, uh, just a regular, like, 15, 30, 15. I'm not too sure what, what you guys have out there. A 20, 20, 20 is a good one, good all-purpose. Mm-hmm. But fairly quick okay. growing, so you'll you'll yeah. you'll get lots of lots of plants out of that. So I'll, I'll get rid of it as soon as I uh, have my use of it. <laughs> there you go. All right, it's good to go. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for calling from Ontario. Thank you. Bye bye. bye. All right, and I'm going to take a break for the news. Phone lines are open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Hey, it's cloudy and 17 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Calgary police were called out to the intersection of 11th Avenue and 2nd Street Southwest just before 1 o'clock this morning. When they arrived, they found a man who had been stabbed, and he was rushed to the hospital in life-threatening condition. It's National Drowning Prevention Week, and with drowning, the third leading cause of death in Canada, Life-Saving Society Canada is trying to spread awareness. Chief Executive Officer Kelly Carter says every year around 400 Canadians die from drowning. He says the problem in Alberta has grown during the pandemic. And Pope Francis had a message for Canada's Indigenous peoples as he addressed the faithful in St. Peter's Square today. He asked repairs to accompany him on what he called his penitential pilgrimage to apologize for abuses inflicted by the Catholic Church and to contribute to the path of healing and reconciliation. 30% chance of showers this afternoon, high of 24. More showers tonight and down to 14. And periods of rain with a risk of thunderstorms tomorrow and a high of 17. It's 17 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Hi there. Hi. How can I help you? Well, I'm, I texted you a picture of the uh, the tall trees that we have on uh, one side of the property and I'm worried about the sparseness um, of them like what can, what can I should I do to keep them healthy and if those were the Swedish columnar aspens correct yeah yeah they just let me find that picture again because it had disappeared it was just here um, so what they don't mind being like you can take that like what I usually do when they were a little bit smaller and you can do it. I just I trim the top off a bit, like just like the top six eight inches, and then that that gets them to thicken up down below quite a bit. And uh, sorry, sorry. Here's here's the catch. Um, they are the they're the blind between a condo building and my yard next door, and those trees are already four stories tall. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> you um, know. I don't know how I'd get up there. Yeah, so there's not, like you said, to get them much thicker, um, like they will thick. So they might be fighting for light in between the buildings as well. So that that could be part of the issue as well. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So they, they yeah, get, you got, they get a fair bit of they actually get a fair bit of light um, yeah. from about noon to three. Yeah, it just, they almost seem to grow in a swirl, eh? Like, it's kind of weird when you look at them. They look like they were almost, like, <laughs> they both, like, they almost look like a, like a drill bit. Like, they kind of looks like the the thing sort of the swirled around and you got empty patches on them. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's only showed up, the, at least I just noticed it this year. So that's yeah. it's kind so of a new thing. Part so of I'm what somebody what could do. do you could go in and try and tuck some of the branches, and it looks like there's a bit of dead branches and stuff in there too. You can That's sort huge. of, yeah, you can you can tuck the branches around the other side because if I'm looking at that, it looks like some of the branches are all bent. Like the wind maybe comes from that way too, like and blows yeah. through there. So yeah. what I would, if you wanted to, you could like some of the branches are bent around. You can pull them around the other side of the tree. And okay. and I've done that on my own just to help shape them. If I notice a an empty spot, I spin that. I pull a branch around the other side because that's what it looks like here. Like the wind must blow through those two buildings. Yeah, it does. And it's yeah, sort it's of, a wind tunnel at times. Yeah, no, you can see that. Yeah, that's what all you can do is really. And then if you if you want to get an arborist to trim up the tops a bit and, and uh, to help thicken them up. Right, and that would keep them a little. A little less trying to go up and more. Yeah, they, to go they, up. it help them thicken up, but they're always going to want to go up. Like even like I like I said, the ones I trimmed off six eight inches, I'm still getting three feet of growth up wow. high. That you wow. can't contain those. Like and I, you, I've seen people try to, and it it just you make a mess out of them. So if you're trying to keep them short, that's not the tree to do it. Like it's you're sure. better yeah, off no, to go to a different tree. I, no, I'm happy with Paul. How, what's the lifespan of a, those stuff? If, there, if those are good and healthy, you can get 25, 30 years out of them. No, that's no the good news. Yeah. Should I plant, should, should, would it be wise to plant smaller ones in between just so I have um, no. another? No. No, I would just, uh, yeah, I guess if there's a bit of room down there, but no, they're pretty tight. Like, I would just try and if you can get, even an arborist or somebody you can they can climb and move some of those branches or or if you guys can do it um but other than that no i would just it just needs some trimming there's some dead wood in there yeah they just need a bit of cleaning up so okay and want, um fertilized rage plus or you recommend or, or what else yeah rage plus is great for those um 20 20 20 just a good all-purpose um, good deep watering, and yeah. then twenty 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 is perfect for those. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got the soaker hose running a lot <laughs> this last couple of weeks. I just put uh, four liters of Rage Plus on each one. Is that is that's four perfect liters enough? Four, four liters. Of, um, I would probably give it another one. Like I said, do it three weeks in a row or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because those are big trees, right? They can take they up are. a lot. Yeah, they are. So. Just, I'm never sure if I'm giving enough enough. You know, I mix it up, you know, for all the trees, and is it enough or too much or, you know, because I've been doing it in a four-liter bucket for each tree, so hoping oh, nice. that, that'll do it. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. We got all the questions. Oh, and if you if you were to come and uh, do some maintenance, the yard is fenced both ends and, and condo buildings, so uh, machinery-wise, could you even get in the yard? Yeah, but they they'll climb right up them. They like really? if we don't have access, yeah, 
are arborists. They, they, if they need to climb, they'll just climb wow. right up those trees. That wow, amazing! I know it's kind of amazing when I watch them. I just sort of it's crazy. Well, but. they 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 sway so much in the wind. I wouldn't call them really stable. So it's kind of yeah. And they assess that if they weren't safe, we we also have some large ladders and and yeah. poles that we gotcha. extend to poles. Gotcha. Um, but. But, should I uh, should I have uh, should I dig holes around the trees, water uh, wells around the trees? No, 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 just that soaker hose is perfect. Perfect. Okay, then can I thank you for letting me pick your brain on that one. Uh, All right. Uh, pure spray green. I just sprayed some of the plants I've got to attract the bees and hummingbirds with pure spray. Should I wash it off or is it okay? That one's okay. You don't need to wash it off. Don't worry. Okay. Great. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you so much. Take Appreciate care, man. Thanks. Yeah, bye bye. bye. All right, and I got enough time. I'm going to do one more. Go to Janet. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Yeah, um, we. I sent pictures of our begonias. Uh, we have a hanging begonia and also begonias in a pot. And in each, in the pot and then the hanging basket, one begonia plant is dying. And it's dying from the stem. And we're not sure if it's a bug or a fungus. So I don't know if you can find the I, pictures. Three yeah, pictures. I just found it. Yeah. That's more of a bit of a fungus. And you need to just deadhead. Like some of those are just the old foliage. So just okay. pick all that stuff out. Okay. Um, and then deadhead your flowers. And see the ones that are singles? Okay, like you yeah. Have the, big, you have the big double fluffy ones. Those are the females. And then the other, the single ones are the males. You can just pick those ones off as well because that will encourage it to bloom more. So we're picking off the big ones? No, the this the oh. single ones. Like leave oh, the big single. fluffy ones. But all this dead foliage, yeah, just pull that off. That's just, um, it, it, the, the plant is wasting its energy trying to revive those old leaves and uh, old blooms. So just, just pull all that off. Clean it up and it'll be fine. Um, okay, so and just ensure you're drying out. No, no, there's no fungus on there or nothing. It's just those are just old leaves that kind of got banged around, probably in the wind or or whatever. Okay. So no, okay. looks good. Just fertilize right. fifteen thirty fifteen, and you should be good to go. Okay, great. All right, all right. Yep. Thanks, a little maintenance Carl. and then you'll be good. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye now. All right, and yeah, some of our plants, like you said, we've gone through lots of heat, um, and we get we get some good little winds blowing through here and the rain that we had before, so a lot of changes in our weather, so our, our plants try to adjust with that. So a lot of times if you have lots of dead wood, lots of dead leaves and flowers on your, just a really good cleanup makes them feel good. It's just like, just like I say, you come in the dusty garden, whatever, you want a good shower. Same with them. They want to get all cleaned up, make them feel good, and then go from there. Going to take a break right now. Phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Got a quick question here. Good morning. I will apply Rage Plus to my weeping birch. Would you pour it over the ground where you speculate the roots to be yeah i would just go the outside of the drip line so that's just sort of where the outer branches um water your birch tree really well first yeah and then just 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 pour it all on the drip line it'll get soaked in there really well 
And depending on the size of the birch, you might want to give it three or four pails um, of the Rage Plus, and uh, you should be good to go. One of the bottles of Rage Plus will mix up to 333 liters, so you get quite a bit out of that. It's highly concentrated, so we're good. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Faith. Good morning, Faith. Hi, good morning. Hi, how can I help you? Um, I have a question. Um, you just said that you had uh, fern-leaf peonies in, and I yes. wanted to know, um, are they the double fern-leaf peonies? Yes, they were. And then actually, I th- we had like five yesterday, that is text Terry again just this morning, and they all sold yesterday. So I sold the order more in this week, and uh, oh. but they are the double, like the, the fern leaf, the double ones. So okay. we should, tr- hopefully we get more in this coming week. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe oh. how fast, because they're, they're the ones that are a little bit pricier, like they're in the $70, $80 ones. Oh yeah, I know um, they're, they're more money, but yeah. Yeah, you just said you thought you... you- Said you had yeah, we did have them. Like we had them yesterday when I looked, and then I just double checked this morning, and Terry said they actually all sold yesterday. Again, so. Okay, um, so Clark, well, if I phone, like the last time I phoned, I'm called from Lethbridge, and no, uh, I, nobody I remember, answered the phone. Nobody yeah, you the called phone, in the so. spring. Yeah, it's it's very hard. I get in the summertime, spring, we get 500 calls an hour, so we don't answer the phones in the spring. It's too hard. We try to follow up with messages. It's it's we can't. I'd have to staff five hundred people calling the phones. Okay, um, so I just how we just can I don't. get a hold of you guys so that if I I don't want to make a wasted trip. Yeah, no. Me. What I'll do is I'll put you on hold, and if you can give um, Renee your phone number, I'll get mm-hmm. Terry. We'll we'll set it up where you can come in and we'll we'll have one ready for you and put one aside. Oh, that would be that would be great. Now, where is your store located? We're at the what? south end of Calgary. So when you come in from Lethbridge, we're on the south end, right on McLeod Trail. Spruce it up. Oh. Okay. 159-210-EV. Okay. And also that Organic Rage Plus, I yeah. have gotten um, a previous caller you were telling her about the numbers, but the numbers are only 006 on the bottle I've got. Are there different yeah. kinds? No, yeah, he has a couple of different ones, like for tomatoes and stuff. But that's the difference when you get into organics. You're not, you're not, you're not using um, nitrogen, phosphate, and potash. You're using bat guano and and all kinds of different organic products that feed the soil. So it's like a liquid compost in a bottle. So it, it's so- just, it's a different it's a different way of fertilizing than the typical nitrogen, phosphate, potassium sort of thing. Was this good for tomatoes then? Yeah, no, there, there's the Rage Plus. Lots of people have used it for tomatoes, but there is a tomato Evolve with the Rage Plus, but he also has calcium in it because yeah, if you're growing I, the bigger tomatoes, you you can get that um, blossom end rot. I only want it for the tomatoes I've got, and I've only got the 006, so could I put that on? Can I put that on the tomatoes? Yes, you can. Have? Yep, absolutely. Okay, and that has bat poop in it, I'm assuming? <laughs> yep, yep. And seaweed and all kinds of fun stuff. Okay, so yeah, just make sure I... <laughs> yeah, just don't think about that when you're eating your tomatoes, that's all. I never thought of that. Mm, okay. <laughs> all right. So, so give me your, that. I'm, I'm going to... We'll put you on hold. Um, I'll get your name and number from Renee, 
and then I'll pass it on to Terry, and then we'll reach out and we'll make sure we get you a Fernley yeah. team here. Okay. Good. All right. Thank okay, you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And where I'm at for time. I might as well just take a break right now. Um, I'll take a break. When I get back, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald Coombs. And for the Pure Spray Green, um, we've, I've asked, and we do hand out the mixture typically when you buy them because um, some of the, the instructions got uh, a little wet on some of the bottles. So, But what it is, it's 100 milliliters of the Pure Spray Green concentrate per 5 liters of water. So 100 milliliters per five liters of water. So um, hopefully that helps. And I'm trying to find, I did get a text about it earlier, and I was going to just text you the the sheet of paper as I, I got a picture of it. Anyway, so going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Kim. Good morning, Kim. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing great. How good. can I help you? Good, thanks. Actually, I got a comment and a question. So for the okay. comment for birch leaf minor, um, I had success as soon as I pick up any leaves that drop as soon as they fall. Yeah. And then don't compost those leaves if you plan on repurposing your compost anywhere near your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So make sure that you either garbage them or, I don't know, put them in the city bin where it goes and gets incinerated or whatever, but don't compost them in your own yard or in your own community if you don't want them to continue yes. spreading. And, and then, you don't see a lot of birch, like depending on what neighborhoods you're in, like a lot of the newer neighborhoods, you don't see a lot of birch. I, I know I don't bring in as many as I used to. I just, it's just such a battle with that birch leaf miner that I just, I try not to set people up with that uh, that battle. Yeah, like I, I've had success with that. I, my tree was quite infected and now it's barely infected. Like every year it's gotten progressively better, but I pick up, you know, the, the leaves as soon as any leaves drop, I pick them up right away. Awesome. But, That's exactly it. Keep it healthy. Do that. Makes a big difference. And the question is for deadheading, um, is there like an optimum place for cutting? Like should you cut right below where the flower is or should you go to just above the first stem? On the just just usually or? just above the first stem. Okay. Because I try to get the seed pod out. Some people think just pull the flower off. Yeah. But typically the seed pod is right underneath the bottom of the of the flower, right? Okay. Yeah. So I try to get that off because again, when the plant loses those pods, it thinks, "Well, I, I got to send out more. I got to send out more." Right. So when you deadhead, I, I I get I go usually to the first stem. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for confirming. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Bye. And thanks for the tip on the on the birch. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. And trying to find one more. Here we go. I'm going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Merle. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? Well, last day of Stampede. We've survived another one. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Did you get down there at all, or? Uh, no. We actually just had a uh, Stampede barbecue at uh, Belly Acres yesterday. It was uh, quite fun. Went a little later awesome. than planned, but that happened. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Awesome. Exactly. What, what's hey, up today? Uh, I sent you a couple pictures of uh, my hawthorn. I think it's an ash. Okay, let me just... Quite a few texts today, but I yeah, do no remember. Doubt. Here it is. 
Yep, here so it is. The, the hawthorn's starting to leaf, but I don't know what the heck's going on. I think that's an ash tree. Like it's growing from the bottom, but you can see where it tried to bud, and then we got that early frost. Yeah. The, the hawthorn just started leafing first. out now? No, it's it's growing from the bottom. I mean, oh, sorry, the hawthorn. Oh, yeah, the hawthorn's just, starting to leaf, yeah. Wow, that's pretty late, eh? Yeah, it's really late. Yeah, and then the other one... I can't make it expand, but the, yeah, it does. It looks like a mountain ash, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's pretty much done there, Brian. Because when you okay. see the different color bark up top, yeah, uh, when it goes black like that, um, it's pretty much done. Yeah, that's all done up top. Okay. So you could try so, to cut it at the bottom, and it might go into a clump mountain ash. Okay. Right. And, uh, and and give that a try, um, but the hawthorn, yeah, that's it's it's finally just popping out, eh? So that's They're literally like about four days ago. <laughs> yeah, really, that's weird. Eh? That's late. So, yeah, I've been using the root, uh, the rage box on it, right? So. Yeah, no, hey, hopefully that helps get it going a little bit better. Yeah, okay. but unfortunately, the mountain ash is uh, um, tried. Yeah, you might as well just cut off the bottom and let it see if it turns into a clump. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Brian. Thank you very much. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. <clears throat> I got a couple more texts. And again, the phone lines are wide open, and you can give me a call, 403-974-8255, if you'd like to join me. Um, I'm going to go here. Question. We have a 25-year-old Schubert choke cherry tree in the front, and it constantly suckers into my perennial bed. drives me crazy. How do I stop or reduce this? Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's from when the tree was planted, it was just planted probably a little bit. If it's coming up right at the trunk, it was planted too sh or too shallow, and if it suckers um, further out, it was planted too deep. Because I have one, I have two. I have two on my front of my yard. One doesn't sucker at all, and the other one suckers like crazy, and I can see. It was just planted a little shallower, and and that's the problem with those Schuberts. Like they almost have to be planted perfectly. I just dig down a couple times a year, um, and just try and kind of cut out the roots that are suckering, and that's about all you can do. But it's kind of a, it's a two or three. But don't wait too long till they're really thick. Like do them when they're when they're young, because then it's a lot easier to do it. And if you get yourself a good sharp shovel. Just dig down and cut them off, and cover them back up. And uh, but there's not much else you can do to help prevent it. It's just a, uh, especially when that you have that big. If it's been planted, it just takes so long. So, and uh, and just planted improperly, you're gonna get suckers forever. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, need advice. Should I or should I not plant creeping Jenny in a new perennial bed? A lot of people love it. It's it's a good border plant, um, but just keep it contained, and it's fairly easy to contain it. But it, it's really nice for a border in the front, so you can give that a try. Go from there. And it's time for me to take a break for the news. If you want to join me after the news, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
It's partly cloudy and 17 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. One person is in the hospital after a stabbing in the Beltline. Calgary police were called out to the intersection of 11th Avenue and 2nd Street Southwest just before 1 o'clock this morning. When they arrived, they found a man who had been stabbed, and he was rushed to a hospital in life-threatening condition. Streets in the area were closed off for a number of hours as officers investigated, but those have since reopened. No word on any suspects so far. As this year's Calgary Stampede heads into its final day today, it's been busy and hot. And that's meant waits of 15 minutes just for a cold lemonade. Naomi Nania of EMS says the hot weather means people should be taking precautions. Yeah, so it's just really important that people are still paying um, close attention to the heat. And that means putting their sunscreen on before they're leaving the house, reapplying it every two hours if possible, um, making sure that we are aware of our vulnerable population, like our elderly and the children. The Stampede points out there are water bottle filling stations, shady trees to cool off under, and air-conditioned venues for those who need it. Statistics Canada is expected to release inflation data for June on Wednesday. This will come one week after the Bank of Canada increased its key interest rate by a full percentage point as it continues to battle its against high inflation. Scotiabank senior economist Derek Holt expects that inflation creeped higher in June and says the full impact of the latest rate hike will take time to materialize. In the near term, it will have no, very little to no effect uh, because there are longer-lived lagging effects by the time the impact of that rate hike uh, fully works its way through the, the economy. So to me, that's, that's an experiment that's going to take six-plus months to unfold. Inflation hit a nearly 40-year high of 7.7% in May. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is expected to speak with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky today, as relations between the two countries have been strained by Canada's controversial decision to send repaired parts of a Russian natural gas pipeline back to Germany. Earlier this month, Canada agreed to issue an exemption to the economic sanctions issued against Russia in response to the invasion of Ukraine. The two-year waiver would allow six Siemens energy turbines, which are in Montreal for repairs, to return to Germany for use in the Russian state-owned Nord Stream 1 pipeline. And U.S. residents often talk about moving to Canada whenever there's political or social upheaval at home, but after a string of mass shootings and the Supreme Court overturning abortion rights, some say they're serious about leaving. Mackenzie Frakez, who lives just outside Denver, wants to start a family and worries about her kids going to school in the U.S. She feels hopeless about voting to affect change in a country as divided as hers. Even then, it's just how our government is set up and how it's running right now. I mean, how it was set up from the beginning, really. It just feels like there's nothing really I can do, even if I do go full board activist and get everyone to go vote and get everyone to vote blue. I don't really know if it would change that much. Statistics from Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship Canada show a fairly steady annual increase in the number of people from the U.S. who have been granted permanent residence in Canada since 2015. Taking a look at sports, the Toronto Blue Jays are in action, playing their final game before the All-Star break today. They take on the Kansas City Royals in the final game of their four-game series. The Jays lead the homestead two games to one. Jose Barrios will get the start for Toronto against Chris, Chris Bubich for the Royals. First pitch is at 10.05. The All-Star festivities begin tomorrow with the Home Run Derby, and the game itself will be on Tuesday. Global News Sky Tracker weather, 30% chance of showers this afternoon and a high of 24. More showers tonight and down to 14. Periods of rain with a risk of a thunderstorm tomorrow and a high of 17, and Tuesday sunny with a high of 24. It's 17 degrees at 10.04, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and got a quick text here. 
Um, good morning. I have a problem with Apache lawn. It's near a spruce tree, which is typically a spruce tree is going to take a lot of the moisture away. So typically the number one thing you can do is probably water a little bit more. This one looks a little bit um, sparse as well. So I, I would do a little bit of top dressing with some soil, um, overseed it, and and uh, and then water a little more often because the spruce tree has probably taken all of the soil, all the nutrients out of the soil and all the moisture as well. So I just think it's a matter of probably a little bit more water and a little bit nicer soil in some of those. You're going to have to replenish because the, the spruce tree does take everything out of it. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, two things. I sent you a text. Uh, I have okay. it. The headlock header is Amur Cherry. Okay. I'm just going to see if I can. Yep, there it is. All right. So the leaves yeah. on it's it's I don't know if it's a fungus or what it is, but it's it's only affecting the leaves on the northwest corner of the tree, the south side, the west, side, uh, the east side. Are, are <coughs> super healthy. Some of that could be um, just the weather coming from that side, as well. Like a lot of the like the heavier rain and and some of that has come from the north. Mm -hmm. And the wind could damage that a little bit. Because I'm kind of looking at it. It doesn't look like bugs or anything. Like, it looks pretty healthy. It just looks like there's more, like, environmental damage. Like, maybe just a, a bit of wind burn or just a bit of rain. Like, there's there's not really any bugs. There is some deformation, which makes me just think, like, maybe it got dried out at one time as well. Mm -hmm. But it... The rest of the tree is super healthy. You know, we, we fertilize yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's weird when you see one side. Is it just one branch, maybe? No, well. Kind of a section? Because sometimes you'll, well. like, if maybe one branch got some damage or something. Maybe. Um, yeah, I, I just, when I see one branch affected, a lot of times it, it it's one that maybe got some damage or, or something. Okay, well, I'm going to take a look. With yeah, uh, yeah. So, looking at it, like I said, I don't really see any any really damage. Like maybe they went in and uh, uh, maybe some. Yeah, but there is not even anything. They're not eating it. It just looks just looks like more environment damage. Like it looks like either wind or or heavy rain or something like that to me. Okay, I'll look at that. Yeah, there, one right. more question. I have yep. four 50-year-old poplar trees that are... Sorry, what kind of trees, sorry? Poplar. Okay, poplar, yep. They're huge. They're, they're probably half the branches are dead, maybe maybe three-quarters on some of the trees. Yeah. How do, I, how do I kill them off before I take <laughs> them down? Um, you probably... I, I would just take them down first. Um, okay. And then, then do, uh, like, then and inject them you can do a root rot on something like that are they all close together uh they're probably 15 feet apart but they're on they're on my easement so okay. i can't digging the roots out is going to be tough i'd have to get a permit and everything to do that yeah just make sure they're not city trees either no they're not like, 
Okay, because uh, you'll end up, even though they're dead, if they're that big, you'll get a bill like for twenty grand for each tree. So yeah, so just just really make sure it's not because some people don't realize like the your lot comes up and the city trees are in the first six feet of your lot typically too. So yeah, so take them so. down and then what? And then I would just do the root, um, grind the stumps out. And if you could get like a mini bobcat or somebody in there to try and dig the roots out would be best um, because you're going to end up, you'll never be able to use that because you're going to have so much roots and things in the soil. So I'd try to dig it out as best you can and then just put new soil and then you plant think trees. Option though, I don't think because they have the utilities buried right there as well. Okay. This, this is on yeah. a commercial property. Okay. Yeah. So depending on how deep they are. So yeah, you might just want to just skim the top, try and get as much as you can, just kind of regrade it as best you can get the stump grade. We do have the, the root rot. Um, you drill holes in it and you pour this stuff in and it'll, it rots the root out. So once you cut it down, you can do that. Okay. All right. We'll give that, that a go. That would be my best thing. Cause to try and kill that, it, it's just, it's so hard, right? Like you need to, and you can't, there's not really anything to inject in it. So, okay. Okay. All righty. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Where am I at for time? We got some time. I'm going to go to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Yes. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Uh, I live on a farm, but um, my garden is just overrun with wild portulaca. I used to be able to go on my hands and knees and pull yeah. it out and, you know, get rid of it. But now it's just gotten away on me. What can I use rather than Roundup? Because I um, want to keep away from that. They have a pretty shallow root system. So you can use like just like a, like just a three-prong um, thatcher. Like just go through and... Oh, yeah, but that got so darn much. I'd, I'd be there all summer. Yeah, other than spraying, that's really it um mm. besides picking them out um using the three-prong cultivator because they come up pretty easy like you just yeah they do they're not hard to pull out but there's a darn many of them that yeah actually that one's a very it's a medicinal plant too it's uh <laughs> what will it cure besides my hot temper now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not sure Hey, I just have to look that up because oh. the wild portulaca, it is it's it's fairly um, medicinal. So, oh, um, for a what? lot of people, uh, let's see, see. I'll pull. I it guess up. I could look it up, but yeah, I was trying to uh, wild portulaca purslane. Here we are, edible wild food, and yeah, it's yeah. You got to make sure it's not the hairy stem spurge because that's poisonous. No, it's uh, just. Uh... Yeah. Um, what does it say here? I'm trying to find. But if you look it up, you'll find all kinds of uh, of things that it's good for. So Yeah, I know that when it's young, you're supposed to be able to eat the leaves, just you know, like, like in a salad, something like uh, dandelions, yeah. but yeah. I've never done that. So is there any other spray other than uh, well, you can Roundup use, that like, will at least control it to a certain extent without killing everything um, else? Um, well, the only other one, like 2,4-D, yeah. Roundup is actually fairly safe. Like if you just spray what you're spraying, yeah, because um, it neutralizes once it hits the ground. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Other than that, then just cultivating out, like sort of. I wouldn't say the two four D is any worse or any better than 
Yeah, but the two part uh, might get my trees though too. So. Yeah, that's why the Roundup is actually it's probably one of the way, safest yeah. ones. Yep. And then just be careful where you're spraying it. So that's all. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give one of those a try, and then maybe I'll make a fortune on selling it for medicine. So. There you go. <laughs> okay. Thanks Start for your help. Start a new business. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bart. <laughs> all right. Let's go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hello. Hey there. How can I help you? Well, uh, I have a mountain ash in my front yard. Uh, the last few years, it's been uh, really deteriorating. Uh, the leaves turning yellow, and then they yeah. turn bra- brown at the end and fall off. As, is there a, an age limit or a span? Yeah, there the is. It, it, yeah, and it probably had some sort of bark or um, maybe someone cut off a branch and left a stump. Um, they, 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 if they get any kind of like bark damage or anything like that, they, they get disease fairly easy into the system. Mm -hmm. So it could be the fire blight in there as well. Um, it depends if, is it over half the tree is looking bad or? No, I'd say 80, 80% of it. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably just look at taking it out then at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's probably done its lifespan, and and you when you look at the bark on it, it's similar to what I was chatting with Brian earlier. Like the the mountain ash is really easy to tell if it's healthy because you'll see the healthy bark, and then if you look at the inner side of that bark, it probably looks like it's peeling off, and and so and you you can't reverse that. So, okay, yeah, the tree is probably forty to forty five years old. Yeah, no, it's probably. It's done its lifespan, so I think it's probably time to, unfortunately, remove it and uh, and start fresh. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sorry about that. All right. Bye. Take care, Bob. Bye-bye. And that's um, part of the reason why we do preach on here quite a bit about proper pruning, proper structure, and a lot of that you'll get um, many, many more years out of your tree. Um, I was just at one of our listeners where um, we went and looked at a hundred-year-old elm tree, and it's been looked after properly over the over the hundred years. But just a beautiful, magnificent tree. And then, actually, if you look on our Instagram and uh, in our Facebook on Spruce It Up, we just we were did a probably a probably close to that old of a Ohio Buckeye, just unbelievable. Um, the guys were so excited about working on a tree like that. Just, it's just a, it's a pleasure. But you also have to be very careful. But a tree like that, if if when you when you have it young, when you start out, you give it good structure. You're going to get a big lifespan out of it. If you're pruning off and you're leaving stumps and little like six foot six inches of of branch here and there when you do your pruning improper cuts. That's going to affect the life and health of your tree. So really, if you are doing any pruning, if you're not too sure, it's always best to get a get an arborist in, um, ISA certified guys, um, to look at your plants and your trees because you don't want to damage it. You can't glue them back on either. So it's, it's really important to give the tree that good structure from when it's young and then when it gets older, we only have to come in every two or three, four years touch it up a bit and then your trees will just reward you and last for way longer in their lifespan. Anyways, enough about that. Let's 
um, 10.17. Phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a a quick break, and when I get back, we'll hit the phone lines and do some text. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And uh, we're going to go to the phone line. we got Laura. Good morning, Laura. Hi. How are you? Hi there. How can I help you? Good. How are uh, you? Um, I'm really worried about these uh, evergreens this year that... Um, <clears throat> I sent a picture, and I said there was probably a thousand, but I see, like, I don't know, I counted about 400 pine cones on one branch. And the ones at the top are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and pulling the trees over. Yeah, I see this. Actually, the second caller I've had with the, and I mentioned this earlier, it's an excessive year. For right. cones, and I think it's just been <coughs> um, the years of the drought. Like it's been so dry, right? So they're dis they're sending out. But I, like I said, I've never seen so many cones I know. on the on the trees as I've seen this year. So, um, so just but yours, they look very healthy. You're getting good growth. Um, so the rain yeah. definitely helped here. So what I would do is just ensure you do good slow deep watering. Okay. Um, with that, and and enjoy the cones, right? Those you're getting nice big ones <laughs> when they come off. You maybe be able to pick a bunch and put them into a Christmas arrangement <laughs> or something. Right. Okay, as long as uh, yeah, it's yeah, I, I yeah, I was a, yeah, but Matt, oh, they'll recover. Okay, yours yours look actually. Yeah, you got good growth on there, nice and green. Um, but it does look. Um, like there was probably a little bit of a dry point. So just ensure that you do the slow, deep watering, fertilize them 30, 10, 10. Okay. It, it'll make all the difference. But yeah, like you, like you got thousands of cones. on. I know. That. Like it's. <laughs> so just wait until they get big enough and fall off yeah, on their own. Yeah, they'll start falling off. Yep. And, but it, it doesn't look bad, but this year it'll be interesting to see them all around town I know. this year. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's a reminder to us to water more so okay. and not just a little bit like just put the those soaker hoses are your best like just um get the those leaky hoses or right. the just really slow and just get the water around the drip line and put bark mulch underneath your spruce makes all the difference as well so okay i will all do right. all that yeah and it's everywhere like so i i know i see it all over the city uh, even on the golf courses where they get more water so, like I said, I don't know if they're predicting something worse. Like maybe Mother Nature knows more than we know. So, <laughs> but it's something. Uh, there's something with the this a cycle possibly, but yeah, I've never seen it like this like everywhere. So, and we had a decent amount of rain this year, or well, more yeah. Than but it, it's always with the spruce trees. It's the effects are always from six months or a year prior. Right. Like they, it takes a while for the spruce tree to show its effects. Okay. And, and our falls have been really dry. Like even like this year already, like we're going to get a little bit of rain tomorrow, but then it looks like we've had 10 days of scorcher. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of rain, but then the rest of the next couple of weeks looks just dry and hot again. So our summers have been warmer 
and our falls have been really quite dry all the way up until mid-December. Right. And then we're getting lots of snow, but that's when the moisture is important for our spruce trees and, and, and a lot of our deciduous trees is that moisture in the fall because that's when they go to bed and they need that moisture in the ground. So when they go to send out all the new needles and leaves, there right. there's moisture in the in there. And you see a lot of trees where the tops are dead or because right. they just didn't have enough moisture to, to fully leaf out. So okay. we just we gotta water really good in the fall. Okay. All Thank right. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. All Take right. care. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. <clears throat> I got quite a few texts that I will go through and uh and hopefully I can help out. Phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. Uh, get that, uh, and you got, I got a picture here of some oak leaves. And they get that. They get, it's like a cyst on them. <laughs> and it's really hard to treat it. There's not really any treatment. It's kind of a more aesthetic um, thing with your oak plant. Um, your oak tree. So unfortunately, there's not a lot of treatment for that one. It's just something that goes through. They go through. It's sort of like a just a heat blister or a heat cyst, and uh, and then hopefully next year we won't get it on it. Ensure that you water it well, fertilize it good, and hopefully that will get rid of it. Um, good morning. I made a flower bed this spring on the west side of my house. I planted some peonies. And they are doing great for the first year. I want to plant hollyhocks behind them. <clears throat> Would that be a good idea? Do you have any tips on growing hollyhocks? And it's a very, it's a wide, very wide flower bed because I was planning on planting very tall plants behind. The only problem is, is both of those, they kind of bloom early spring and, and early summer, and then they're going to be done. So you might want to look at something else like, in behind or mix hollyhocks, um, try and find something that will grow like some of the cone flowers or even some of the taller grasses, <clears throat> something that, or uh, Joe pie weed, something that'll bloom later on in the, in the fall or late summer fall, like uh, the Joe pie weed will bloom a little bit later. You just don't want all your blooming done because the peony, when it's done, they don't look that great. They're kind of just, uh, and the hollyhock, same thing. You just, once they're done blooming, they're kind of, they get kind of shoddy looking. So I would, um, I would probably mix a few hollyhocks, but I would try and find something that gives you a good summertime bloom in behind. Like even some of the hydrangeas would be great in, in behind a, a peony because they'll bloom all summer for you. So that's, uh, I'd probably recommend that a little bit more. Um, here we are. Merle, I planted a hundred centimeter calipir mountain ash, or a Manchurian ash last year. One, one of them had a split bark in the south side. I sealed this, I sealed the split and the tree started off fine in the spring once the rain stopped. Um, leaves on the east side are dying now, fell off. What can I do? Um, I don't know if it was a frost crack and depending on what you sealed it up with, I would use a product called lack balsam that will seal it up a lot better and still allow it to breathe. Ensure that you're getting good water and then rage plus it is what I would do. 
If you want to join me after the news, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. It's cloudy and 18 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Christian Oldale. One person is in the hospital after a stabbing in the Beltline. Calgary police were called out to the intersection of 11th Avenue and 2nd Street Southwest just before 1 o'clock this morning. When they arrived, they found a man who had been stabbed, and he was rushed to a hospital in life-threatening condition. Streets in the area were closed off for a number of hours as officers investigated, but those have since reopened. No word on any suspects so far. Pope Francis had a message for Canada's Indigenous peoples as he addressed the faithful in St. Peter's Square today. He asked for prayers to accompany him on what he called his penitential pilgrimage to apologize for abuses inflicted by the Catholic Church and to contribute to the path of healing and reconciliation. His visit begins next Sunday. Inflation hit a nearly 40-year high of 7.7% in May, and economists think June rate is being released on Wednesday will be even higher. Higher prices at the grocery store and gas pumps are hitting wallets hard, and the Bank of Canada's decision to raise its key interest rate by a full percentage point means higher loan and mortgage payments for many people. The central banks' global pressures are largely to blame for high inflation, but domestic forces are also a factor. And immigration experts warn that moving to Canada is harder than it might sound, but more and more Americans are applying to head north. There's been a fairly steady increase in the number of Americans granted permanent residence here each year since 2015, with the number reaching its highest point since, last, since at least 1980 last year, and 2022 is shaping up to be another banner year. 30% chance of showers this afternoon, high of 24. More showers tonight and down to 14. Periods of rain with the risk of a thunderstorm tomorrow and a high of 17. Tuesday looking sunny with a high of 24. And more sunshine with a high of 26 expected for Wednesday. It's 18 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Christian Oldale. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And the phone lines are open. We've had a couple issues with people dropping off, so if you'd like to give us a shout, um, they are wide open right now, 403-974-8255. We'll be able to get you on right away if you give us a shout. Um, I do have lots of text, so I will read through a few of these right now. Uh, here we go. Uh, and I'm getting a fair bit of this um, in this kind of a cinch bug type of thing. Uh, I have this white stuff throughout my backyard. also had a lot of snow mold in the spring. How do I rectify this? Rodney and Coldell. Uh, that one, I just would really give it a good raking. And it does look like you might have some cinch bug in there chewing out the roots on that. So we have either nematodes um, or there's a couple sprays that you can use. Um, one with a pyrethrin um, spray. And there's they just changed the name of it. It used to be called Ambush, but they changed the name of it. But you can use that. Or... Um, yeah, that one would work good. There's a couple of the Dr. Dooms. You're down in Coaldale, so either Lethbridge, you go to a garden center there, and they should be able to help you out with that. But I would use, and if you if you can, um, if you're up in our area, stop by and grab a 
couple bags of our lawn fertilizer will make all the difference. It, it'll really help recover from some of those things. So, and uh, and make all the difference in your lawn. Hi, I bought a smallish peony from Spruce in May. It bloomed, but not healthy blooms. They started to look sick before the heat. It was like getting food. I gave it 15, 30, 15. It never improved. It has just given up. Um, refund or replace. Um, the first year on uh, on your peony, a lot of times they don't um, do that well. If the plant itself is still healthy, I would just let it do its thing. And and because uh, a lot of times when you get them from our nursery, they're already two or three weeks in advance. And when you plant them, sometimes they get the plant shock and they won't do the continual bloom. So what I would do is just, if the plant itself is totally dead, um, bring it back and then we'll just replace it. Um, oh. And if not, I would uh, give it a shot. If the plant's still alive, just let it go through its winter and go from there. Sure. And I guess we have a caller on the line. Who do we have? All right. Let's go. We're going to go to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Oh, good morning. I am so happy to talk to you. I listen to you every Sunday. Uh, but Thank I have you. questions. Uh, okay. I uh, live in Calgary, just backing, uh, just below Nose Hill Park. Uh, oh, nice. Nice, sh nice sheltered little backyard. And I, I want to grow a fruit tree. And uh, I've been doing investigations, and I'd like to try some type of a plant, uh, plum. Uh, but my yard is not that big because, you know, I'm a vegetable gardener as well. Uh, yeah, so what do you Mount recommend? Royal Plum. Is probably one of the best ones for our area. What a Mount Royal plum? Yep, yep. Oh, okay. And and does it stay fairly? It doesn't grow like gigantic. No, it's a fairly it's a smaller tree, okay. and uh, so they're they they'd work good. There's quite a few like and there's some of the sour cherries are good like the 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 Romeo or the but Carmine I'm Jewel. Thinking of, I'm thinking of a plum because. Um, so is that a, yep. is that a, like a purple plum? Yeah, it is. But in you, you'll you'll get like you said, you won't get huge abundant um, harvests on them. Um, oh. You will you will you will get some plums for sure. They're a little bit smaller. Oh, um, they're quite thing. yeah, they're quite nice. <laughs> um, pears also do really well. But yeah, your your plum that would be the hardiest one. I I got two growing in my yard right now. Um, okay. Um, and they they do really quite well. So, how long before fruit? A couple of seasons. Typically, yeah, a couple of seasons, and then you should be good. Okay, okay. Mount Royal yep. Plum, excellent. Yeah. So, yep. so do, do do you sell those at Spruce It Up? Yes, we do. What kind of a price point are we looking at there? It depends on the size. They, I think yeah. they start in the seventy dollars. Okay. Um, okay. And and up depending on the size of the pot. Okay. Um, that's for the five and ten gallon. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, there. So yeah, you get a nice little purple plum. Um, really quite nice. So, yeah, that would be like if solid. I was doing one that I'm trying to get a harvest off. That would be the one I would do. So they're like perfect. they're going to be probably half or three quarters the size of a of a regular like a BC plum. Oh, that's so, exactly what I'm looking for because then I can still plant my garden around it. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much. Love you. All right, yourself. you're welcome. 
Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. Um, If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Coverage Year-Round Full-Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And getting a few texts regarding, um, we're going to see lots of caterpillars right now coming out, um, going after, and it was going after Marlene's kale. We have a product called BTK, and it works really, really good on the caterpillars, which we'll see those um, leaf rollers coming into our aspens and a few of the other trees right now. So a product called BTK. Um, it works really good on those kind of bugs. So um, you might want to add that into your arsenal. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Francis. Good morning, Francis. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? Good. Um, I'm uh, having trouble with my lilac bush. It's uh, overgrown on me. I don't know how tall it's going to get if it ever stops growing. Uh, It's about 10, 15 feet tall now, and I can't reach the top to cut off the dead flowers, which I usually be able to do. Yeah. Um, um, kind so of, like, is there lots of dead wood in it, or is it fairly healthy, like all the foliage is healthy? or No, everything's healthy. It looks, it's very thick and bushy, and uh, the outside. You just want to reduce it a bit. Yeah, because so, I can't uh, reach the top now. Yeah, so, but anytime you do that, you'll probably lose the next year's bloom. So if you were to like trim it up or shape it because <clears throat> um, it sets buds just after it's done blooming. So you need to do that kind of right after the fact. So if we do trim it up, you'll probably lose some of the blooms next spring. Just, okay. Could I take about a, say, say a third or half of them off? Cause it's too high now and I can't reach it even with my ladder. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you want to like shape it up, um, I, I don't know if I'd take quite, you, you could probably go 20% or something, get it down. Um, depends. If you can go lower, but then you're getting into some of the thicker wood. And so it'll just totally regrow. So it'll take two years to get, it'll be like next year you won't get any blooms. So you, you'll get blooms the following year, but it's going to shoot right back up. So, um, cause that's what lilacs do. Like they'll, they're, they're meant to be that 10 feet tall. So unless you kind of keep them pruned all the time at a certain height, um, they're hard to contain. Okay. How long? How high will it grow? Um, it, they don't get much higher than like that 10, 12 feet. They kind of seem to stay right in that range. Okay. So, and a lot of times like, when they're bigger, you don't, like they'll still bloom. You don't need to remove all the dead um, blooms off them, they'll just kind of fall off naturally, and then it'll just continue to rebloom every year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it might be that because, like I said, if you try to, if you take it like a halfway down or a third, it's just gonna, it's gonna send up three or four feet of new growth um, in the next spring summer. Mm-hmm. So, I won't get any flowers though. No. Yeah. And then okay. it's going to be almost as high as it was before, and they yeah. kind of just go crazy like that. So, 
All right. All righty. Yep. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Francis. Bye bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Hello. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, well, I think you answered my question uh, with the last caller. Okay. Uh, with the you lilacs. Some issues so, with your lilacs. Uh, yeah. So here's a, here's another one for you. Then I have some carrots uh, that are growing pretty well, but some something or somebody is eating the tops off. Okay. So I put critter ritter out, which hasn't seemed to stop it. So I thought maybe it's a bug or something. Yeah, if it's eating the whole tops, I would say it's probably something either more like a gopher or a mice uh, of some sort or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, because some of them are pretty. If they're, like I said, if they're eating the whole tops off, um, or do okay. you have any? Do you have rabbits or deer? Oh, I ha we got lots of deer. Yeah, uh, they love they love the tops of the carrots and stuff. So. Oh. Perfect. So I'm a product, every, every, everything else, but not that. <laughs> yeah. So the Bob X works really good for for the deer and rabbit as well, and it's okay. a herb based product. Yeah, I've been pounding my hydrangeas with that because they managed to disappear those pretty quick. Yeah, they love those. That when the blooms first come out, they love eating those. So. Yeah, All so right. just, well, I will now yeah, you just keep on the Bob X. Yeah, keep on the Bob X sort of once a month unless you get lots of rain. And then you got to reapply it after your rain. So, sure. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Good luck with okay. that. Hopefully you win. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. And I'm just going to read a couple of texts. Good morning, Merle. We had a thunderstorm all night at, in Sylvan. Um, everything looks so lush. By the way, our trees look so good after we started your fertilizer service. Great guys, thank you. And I, and I, I know it. Obviously, I own the company, but my trees look so good right now. Like I got some big willows in the back, and uh, they're just amazing how good they look. Um, been on the fertilizer program for three years since I moved to this house. Um, been beautiful. Looks so good. Um, and her question was how do I keep the squirrels from eating the tops of my flowers and my planters? Ah, Bob X is probably one of the only ways. Squirrel, squirrels are also one that they're very tenacious, as we know. Um, I would just try and use the Bob X. It's a herb-based product that tastes really bad, and uh, hopefully that will help. And I'm going to take a quick break, but the phone lines are wide open. If you want to get in, in the last 10 minutes, uh, 403 nine seven four eight two five five you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr welcome back to let's talk gardening gonna to go to the phone line we got richard good morning richard good morning Mark. good morning uh, hi how can i help you uh, i have an ornamental apple tree it's been i've had it for years i've had about yeah. I got four or five apple trees in there this particular one only it loses its leaves like most sometimes it does a little later on, but here it is only in the middle of July, and the leaves are falling off. I don't see any bugs on it, anything of that nature, and I don't think it's lack of water because you know, we're like everyone else. We have lots of water in the month of June and part of July here. Any idea? Yeah. 
Um, the only thing I think is that you might have fire blight on it. Did it kind of go wilty first and then fall off? Maybe. I've not really looked at that close, but yeah, they just sort of curl up and fall off. But yeah, I've, would it not be affecting the other trees? Like I've got a birch tree close to it. And, no, uh, it, it only well, affects the prunus and then certain apple trees got it. Um, if it, is it the tall, skinny one, like a Siberian crab, do you know, or... Oh, I don't know. I've had this for I've had this for probably twenty five years. Okay. Uh, uh, no, it's not tall and skinny because I keep trimming it, trimming it back, you know, or shaping it to make yeah. sure it's a nice looking tree. And it's besides the only only other thing is if someone maybe in, does it, you said the same tree does this every year. Yes. Yeah, I, I would think it has a blight of some sort. Sounds like it probably has a fire blight, but I'm amazed that it leaves out every year and then does oh, that. Oh, it comes out beautifully. It's really, really nice. And then uh, most of the time, it's not this. You know, it's not this early. It's not you know by the middle of July. But it's been losing leaves now for over a week or so. And and this year, it's it's more. It's more. You know, it's just like I have to go out there and blow it with my blower and then pick it up with my lawnmower. Uh, huh. Well, and now, yeah. now, we, now we got more this morning because up here it hailed last night or yesterday afternoon, so it knocked a few more leaves off. Yeah. Um, so does it totally shed everything or just some of them? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, it, there's lots of leaves and lots of apples left for the fall. Okay. It's just, it just gradually losing its leaves. It's just that this year it's, it's you know, sooner. I, it, so it might be the soil where that one is, is maybe it's a gravel bed underneath like no. it might be it might be a little drier in that one spot like the soil mm -hmm. conditions yeah. could be underneath but mm, might be big well should i think should i give it some more water that's so, yeah that's know. all i could i'll think and, and maybe some rage plus um because it, it's okay. just weird if it's a one tree um typically when they start defoliating Unless it's curling up and going black or something, no. um, then that would be fire blight. But if it's just dropping leaves, that's usually typically just not enough water, mm. and and uh, they defoliate because it doesn't have enough energy to, to sustain. No, yeah. like the leaves that are on the tree there right now look perfect. You know, they look yeah. very, very good. And yeah. uh, I think my next next door neighbor's water supply is full, so he's got a you know there's a downspout that comes fairly close to it too. Yeah, but, which is good. Yeah, 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 that would be the only thing I can really think if it's not really, if it's healthy and losing leaves would be typically just not enough water in that, maybe that one spot, like it might be a little gravel bed underneath it or some really uh, no, good drainage. I, I, I built, a, built a house back in 74 and that tree's been, you know, probably put in three or four years later. And yeah. And no, no, there's no gravel underneath it. I know it's pretty well dirt. Yeah. But I'll try more water. But Rage Plus, they put some Rage Plus yeah. on it? Yeah, that'll definitely help out for sure as well. Okay, All right. good. Thank Thanks, you. Richard. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to go to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm being bugged badly. <laughs> uh -oh. Badly. <laughs> I have caterpillars on my cranberry high bush snowball. I have red mites on my blanket flowers, and it's just unreal. In between that, so, and the aphids. <laughs> but yeah. I use your Rage Plus, and I do use the B2K. My question was, and they're they're good, but my question is about me. What? 
I read what one should do to do this, and it's almost like you have to have a hazmat suit. Is it just to cover their butts, or what do I need to do to be yeah, safe? Yeah, for chemicals? some of that stuff, for sure, I would follow all the directions. Um, yes, they, they've gone to a bit more of the extreme to cover, but I wouldn't take it lightly either, right? Like, don't go out there in shorts and and no like no gloves and stuff. Like some of them, like pure spray green, like they are pharmaceutical-grade mineral oils, like they're not a chemical. Well, that's what and, I thought in that. And some of them are pyrethrin-based. Um, but what do you wear using, with those two products? When with you, those, you like, I, I, I would just use rubber gloves and, Flat. and I, like, I, yeah, and I just, I'd be careful. I don't do it on windy days. Um, when I spray, I make sure I wash my hands really good after. Like, I, I definitely don't, don't take it too lightly though. Like, just make sure you're, you're doing it. I do it in the morning when it's cool and typically no wind. Yeah. And then also, you're not going to burn your leaves on your plants and things like that. Oh, those two so, products might burn the leaves. It didn't say yeah, that in the thing. Yeah, if you do it when it's really hot, like say if you go out there mid-afternoon the last couple of days when it's plus 34 mm -hmm. and you're spraying water on your leaves with the, with the oil, that oil can work like a magnifying glass and it uh -huh. can burn and burn your leaves. Okay. So so I would just, yeah, I did obviously be careful. Do you um, need a, good a rubber mask gloves. for the face like that? the ones that we've been using through COVID, is that necessary? Um, it, it, it isn't necessary, but I would be, depend which one, if you start using diazinon and some of those ones, no, you got to be more careful. I'm talking about your two products, Pure Spray no, and the BTK. For the most part, those are good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt. Like, you don't want to be breathing in a whole bunch, right? Yeah, so but just, I've been throwing away so many gloves, slacks. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, gloves and no, masks. no, no, this must be simpler. Maybe I'm doing... Doing yeah, I, did, I definitely wouldn't. I, I wouldn't take it lightly. Just always wear gloves. It, it doesn't hurt. And, uh, and does just it stay make sure. on? Like if I wash the gloves after, can I reuse? I hate throwing things in the. Yeah, gloves. if they're, if they're good rubber gloves, absolutely. Yeah, you can just rinse them off. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Well, thank you so much. And just add the chemical to your water, like like fill the container up first with the water, and then add the chemical. Okay. Like just lobby will put the chemical in first. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of times you'll create the bubbles and it oozes over everywhere. Should so you shake add the, it then? Yeah, add the water first, put it in, then shake it. Yep. With regard to red mites, do I need to apply it like a aphid several times? Like my blanket flowers yeah, covered you, with them. Covered. Yeah, you need to do it um, every five days. Like aphids. Figuring. Yep. Good to know. All right, and I got to go. Thank you. Have a great okay. weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the last day of Stampede, and we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.